that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where are the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot com. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Hi, boys. It's on a box. Um, I was calling about the seahorse thing on Discord. One morning, I call, I had typed good morning humans, and Matt got up there and said, I identify more as a seahorse. Why does it have to be humans? Just joking around. So it kind of stuck ever since then. So every time I say good morning now, or I get to say good morning to him, I say good morning seahorse. And it kind of just stuck from there. Talk to you later. So there you go. I I was the one that accidentally came up with the seahorse thing. I don't. I I, I remember it now that Mister Anabox um, is informing me that I am the one who did that. But I did not remember it last week in the heat of the moment. I I can sleep better now knowing this fact. Well, you know what? These are the things that uh, are important in my life. Knowing that you can sleep better knowing the facts. Ah, and exactly as predicted, we mentioned him and he called in. Well, look, he called in and it was very pertinent and important uh, information because we actually asked for people to do that. So thank you, Mr. On a Box, for your phone call. Hey, do you have something pertinent or important that you'd like to uh, ask or tell us? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. I mean, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Big Kev's Geek Stoof. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, with that, uh, Big Kev, we're going to end with this that, show. With that, OG, we'll bring this episode. <laughs> Jump with the gun, guys. Jump All right. with the gun. <laughs> All right. So, no, we are here. This is episode 553 of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And we are calling this one Bringing Skeksy Back. Bringing Skeksy Back. I guess I'm okay with it. We'll Get talk. It. We'll talk about that in segment two of uh, tonight's it, show. Skeksy. Because Skeks. Get it. No. Any, any get it crickets crickets do i have a cricket uh, on the soundboard <laughs> i don't think there would be i don't think there'd be crickets no i don't think this one warrants said crickets we also have a game stuff for you guys during the break we have some product to talk about and there you go <laughs> i do have crickets we have some product to talk about in segment two but before we get to all of that let's talk about what happened in the news this week 
Uh, hello, everybody in the Instagrams. Thank you for joining us this evening. Welcome to uh, to the show. Lovely to see you as always. Uh, ringing in the news this week. I'm actually kind of excited about this very first news story on the Prepshitika. You should be. This week. Uh, Greg Capullo re-signs with DC, plotting the biggest adventure yet with Scott Snyder. In other news, I just signed a new contract with DC, and I'm again teaming up with uh, Scott Snyder to produce our biggest adventure yet. Um, I am a big fan of the Snyder and Capullo team up. I was a big fan when they relaunched Batman mm-hmm. for New 52 with the Court of Owls storyline. I thought it was really, really good. Um, oh, yeah. I really, really liked uh, last year's Dark Knight's Metal. It was a really weird story, but I dug it. I and, stuck through it. And and the current, uh, The Last Night on Earth, um, I think it's just two issues that are out right now. Okay. Um, are, are selling very well, and it's it's out there. Yeah, and, and that's very... them also. That's Capullo as mm-hmm. well. Oh, I missed that one. I'll have to. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, here's the only thing though. Um, I'm I'm happy that they're coming back and they're teaming back up. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see the these two guys work on a creator owned project. Yeah. Snyder has some great creator owned project. He did American where uh, American Vampire with um, who is that artist? Kev. We interviewed him at New York Comic Con. Uh, it's a Spanish name. It is a Spanish name. Uh, really, really, really nice guy. Raphael. Yes, Raphael Albuquerque. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that book was really, really cool. I loved that book. Um, remember what a time we had finding Raphael Albuquerque? I do remember. It was, uh, that's when we were down in Artist Alley too, I think that year. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were. But yeah, so I'm excited that Capullo is working with Snyder again. I really want the two of them to do something independent and creator. Not that I don't love Batman. I wouldn't be surprised, though, at the same time, is if this duo, though, helps sell more books, helps sell more toys, right. more statues, help uh, DC kind of like hit their like their financial requirements, though. Right. That will allow other, a lot of other people, though, at the same time to be able to do those creator-owned projects. So it... In the long run, they may just be helping the company overall. Sure. So that it allows them to venture into those other kind of like side project kind of deals. I, I hope so. Because, I, I, you know, I'd love to see them do something. But it would be great, though. You're right. It would be great seeing them do a creator-owned uh, project. Yeah, something sure. just completely bizarro and out there. Something out of left field, yeah. And something out of left field. And, yeah, that would be uh, that would be great. So... You're late, Will. You're <laughs> late. Um. Kev, you've read you read the Court of the Owl storyline. I know that. Of course. Did you read Metal when it was out last no, year? I, I started reading Metal. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really that big of a fan. I mean, I, it looked beautiful, but I just didn't. I don't think I appreciated the story very much. Okay. Um, it did give us um, that really really interesting character. Yeah. The you know the the Batman who laughs. Yeah, the Bat who laughs. Yeah, which is kind of a combo character, obviously, of Batman and the Joker. And it's a very strange, very visually striking character. And, you know, he has um, these little Robin minions uh-huh. on change. I mean, it's a really interesting concept. 
Um, I would like to finish reading it. I I just haven't. I I left before uh, it finished. So. That that Batman reminded me pretty much the entirety of the run, but especially when I first saw the character design, it reminded it reminded me of what if Batman was a Cinnabite? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely the influence is definitely there. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah, I mean, I'm very excited about uh, Snyder and Capullo doing anything, but I'm particularly excited about them doing Batman. And, uh, you know, both OG and I were really big fans of Court of the Owls, especially right at the time when uh, yeah. we were down there in Artist Alley with Snyder and Capullo, two tables away from us. And hmm. we were able to uh, we got those those masks signed, those Court of the Owls masks. I, I have uh, I have my mask signed right here in the studio. Oh, um. Hey, yeah. would you like to win OG's no. signed Capullo and Snyder mask from the studio? Just take part in our latest contest. Nope. Go ahead, Nick. Give them the details. <laughs> nope. This prize is not available as one of the prizes that oh, he well. knows of. Um, no, I, the thing about Court of the Owls. Did you read Court of the Owls when it was out, Nick? Yeah, when it was out. Okay. Um, what I liked about it, I think the most, and the thing that stood out for me the most, and we'll move on. I don't want to harp on it too much. But um, it's. I think it's really hard in 2019 to create new and intriguing and unique villains in an already established hierarchy of villains. Agreed. Um, and not only that, but to create a series of villains that you want me to believe has really been around for years, but I had never oh, yeah. heard of before now. Yeah. Um, and they managed to do it somehow with those, that's with a, that, with that's that a story. Tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was so good and so well received that I actually spun out another book, Talon. Talon, which 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 was which, not which, as good, which was not as good, not as good. <laughs> Design was great, but Design the character was just wasn't that good. Well, unfortunately, I only didn't last every long either, like twelve episodes so, issues, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, something like that. But um, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. Too bad it was a shortfall, but that was, you know, like that did spin directly out of Court of the Owls. It did. And, and you know, I think that might have been the creative team that was. Anyway, uh, so moving on with the news. Um, an early Joker box office estimate has it outperforming Shazam. Well, this is kind of like a no brainer to me. Is it though? It is. And I'll tell you why. Because I think Shazam to a very large audience was. Or is an unknown. He's not Superman. He's not Batman, right? Even to DC fans, I think he still is an unknown. I'm a DC fan, right? Yeah. I know a little bit about Shazam, but I've never read an issue of Shazam. I've only read where he's been in, in, involved in other storylines or major plot points. Um <laughs> The only Shazam I ever read was those really beat up copies that you find at the um, at the barber shop. Yeah, right, right, right. Those and Sergeant Rock, just old comics sitting there for you to read. That right. was the only Shazam I ever read. So there and you I go. wasn't really wasn't really a fan. Um, and the Joker is the Joker. Everybody knows the Joker. The Joker has hype around it just because of who the character is. I think a lot of people are excited to see Joaquin Phoenix's take on it. Um, and so I'm not surprised that the estimate of a Joker film is outperforming Shazam. Now, what the actual end result will be will be dependent on whether or not it's a good movie. But 
to hear that the initial estimate is 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 outperforming Shazam, that that's not really much of a shock to me. That's kind of a no brainer to me. It's 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 a bullshit statistic. It's uh you know it's like saying it's gonna rain today. I mean you you know like it, it's kind of uh, oh it's projected to well so what if it comes out and it sucks you can throw that projection right out the window. And it not doesn't... to mention the fact again. Every single thing I hear about this movie makes it more and more dreadful. So, I mean, they can they can estimate anything that they want, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the, the quality and the things that I don't think they can fix have to be there in order for them to get up, you know, to these grandiose estimates that they're giving here. And I'm sorry... Everything about this film is going, in my opinion, is going in the wrong direction. As I was gonna say, I'm, I'm still pretty excited about this one. Um, I, I am not as hesitant as you are. Um, I mean, I have hesitation going into any DC film. Um, right. But but overall, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this standing on its own outside of the scope. Got to be better than Jared Leto. So, there's so yeah, um, I don't know. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I like I like the actor that that's portraying the role too so um i'm willing to see how it goes and how it how it plays out um the other thing is that it doesn't say that these that this prediction is based on actual box office sales right because are tickets for it on sale already no it's way too early yeah so that's what i mean i'm not sure what the prediction is actually based on maybe they did some sort of polling of how many people are going to see it, I guess, is what would be I, I my think guess. I think it's based on trends from uh, other R-rated movies. I uh, think it's based on Warner Brothers floating this as an idea that, ooh, this could be good. I'll, I might want to get in on this because, you know, they're estimating the box office to be quite big. I might want to buy my tickets early. Right, right. That's Here. exactly what this is. It's, it's, That's, it's, 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 a, bullshit. it's, it's an attempt at an insurance policy. That's it. All they're trying to do is stoke their own. It's like, it's not brilliant marketing. It's it's, uh, what's the right word? Transparent it's, marketing. No, it would be no, it'd be the opposite of that. It would be like underhanded marketing, you know. And it's like saying, guys, there's only six tickets left for Joker, right? When there are six million, right, 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 right. And watching people scramble to get the last six tickets. So, so yeah, I just think it's underhanded when does this film actually open october october 4th october 4th okay so tickets will probably go on sale i mean if they go on sale early it probably won't be until september i would think right if that yeah um all right well we'll have to see uh gi joe spinoff movie is in the works again uh, even as they work on Snake Eyes, so Snake Eyes is also in the works, by the way, which is that's been in the works for a little bit. Paramount and Hasbro have thrown into development another movie project based on uh, the G.I. Joe toy line. There is no real um, one of the characters in the currently untitled project is said to be Chuckles, who has not appeared in the previous Joe movies. While he is not the center of the film, the project is in deep development and things can change. Chuckles is a character from the 1980s line of action figures who first debuted in 1987 and in the beloved Marvel Comics series uh, the same year in issue number 60. The character is known for his undercover and infiltration work. I don't know why they keep on putting out G.I. Joe movies. I don't... None of them remember, have done well. I don't remember this them. character at all. Neither do I. 
I'm looking him up now because I I have no recollection of this character at I, all. I honestly I don't remember a, a large majority of the GI Joe characters outside of the ones that everybody remembers. Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, you know. Okay, this is what I thought. Uh, I didn't know. I I didn't know that his name. Did they actually list him as Chuckle? Oh, they did. It's the guy wearing army pants and the flowered shirt as the action figure. Oh, he was the uh, he was the Murdoch of GI Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 not the Murdoch. He's more like the face, I think. Okay. I don't think he was, I don't think he was crazy. I think he's a combination, honestly, of both of, of those. Of characters. the two. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but why, they, why well, didn't I think his name was? I thought his name was something else. I think I don't know why they keep on putting out Snake uh, about GI Joe movies. I mean, looking at the who's watching them, <laughs> the box Not office of stats people, like they they but, made they made their money back, but only because of the foreign market. They underperformed domestically. Um, they even put I The Rock mean, in one of those movies, and yeah, it didn't do well. Did. I think it wasn't this, the Rise the of the third Cobra one or whatever, whatever it was. I thought he did two of those movies as Roadblock. Or am I wrong? He was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. And was he in uh -huh. Rise of the Cobra? Either way. Either way. The, the, the movies did just well enough for them. And they're developing two more. One on Snake Eyes, which I guess they're hoping does well just on name recognition. Mm -hmm. And one, you know, where Chuckles is one of the main characters in the film. So, so if you're going to relaunch a, a universe, you want it to be yeah. with a character named Chuckles. Yeah. He is not the center of the film, but he's going to be in the film. Well, then why mention him if he's not the center of the film? This because that dumb. starts stoking the fire for the 80s crowd. Is that is that is the 80s crowd rallying around Chuckles? Well, I don't think they're rallying around it, but, you know, they've had so many of the other characters at this point showing that new blood is coming in and new characters and it's not the same seven or eight ones over and over again. Right. Might be something that they're considering as a marketing tool. Well, Snake Eyes is set to come out in October of 2020. The writers on this project uh, have television credits for Alias um, and other shows such as Life on Mars and Zoo. So there you go. I don't know. I just I I just can't get excited. I was never a huge GI Joe fan, to be honest with you. I was okay with GI Joe. I was never. I think I had a few because who didn't? But I was much more into Masters of the Universe and Star Wars. Well, I liked the I liked the somewhat cross playability between GI Joe and Star Wars. That was fine. Oh, of course. But GI Joe figures were just better than Star Wars at the time. You know, they had multiple, multiple points of articulation where as long Star as Wars at that point didn't was still rot. static. Yeah. <laughs> the vehicles were great. I mean, the toys were excellent, you know, and the toys actually led me to read the comic. And then, you know, there was a lot of good stuff in the comic. I think that everyone maybe forgets because, you know, it's been a thousand years ago. But, you know, that whole bit with Quinn the Eskimo, uh huh, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, there was sort of the. The Russian G.I. Joes as well, which at the time I think was, you know, uh, you know, for the time period, it was pretty good. I mean, I don't remember all the Cold War because it was over before me. But, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like when they make vague references to it, not even vague, just overt references to American and Soviets working together against Cobra. I always thought that was interesting. I don't. I mean, yeah, there there was cool stuff in there. I just I don't know. I what just was, wasn't a fan of the what, army what was, stuff. 
What was funny? There was a joke there. You guys were laughing. Yep, yep. That, that missed something. Jupiter's Legacy set photos. Before we even talk about this, have either of you read Jupiter's Legacy? Nope. Okay. So I like Mark Millar. I really like Frank Quietly. Um, I love his art style. Uh, his 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 version of the Beast when the Beast went into that final formation, mm -hmm. the feral phase. The feral. Well, he he wasn't entirely feral. He was, but he was looking, more animalistic than looking. he was human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Kelsey Grammer phase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Millar, who teamed up with uh, the guy Raphael you mentioned before on Huck. Yes. Uh, a few years ago, which was a great Hawk series. Hawk was an amazing Huck series. Was a fantastic series. Um, so I've never read Jupiter's Legacy, but this is the series that's coming to Netflix. Um, we get our first look at Joss Dumal as the Utopian for this upcoming film, as well Dude, as who's the other character that we see in that photo? Uh, let's see. Uh, it's, it's a woman. Yes. Uh, is the child of the the world's first generation students who received their powers in the 1930s. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Josh Leslie Bibb as Grace Sampson or Lady Liberty. I don't know. She I doesn't really look like a Lady Liberty. Yeah, I don't know. Either in any way, event, uh, <laughs> either way, um, I'm not familiar enough with the book to say whether or not this interpretation of those characters is accurate enough or ac or something to get excited about. Um, I like it. I like how Josh Dumas looks. My first reaction when just looking at the photo before reading about Jupiter's legacy and what it was about was, was like, God, this is, it's such a throwback sort of look. It's, it kind of has a hokey feeling to it and then i read it and i was like oh well these are from the 1930s and so hokey yeah i i think stylistically it probably works and as long as this is the intentional appearance based on the setting and compared to the actual comic actually it's pretty damn spot it's on. pretty damn spot on so i'm not upset i'm not upset about uh how this looks i will check it out when it comes out um i think netflix For does sure. a pretty good job at handling these, I mean, I loved what they did with Umbrella Academy. So, right. um, you know, if there's using... going to be more, you know, the whole Millar universe is moving there. So it is you right. Get a lot of Millar stuff that's happening in that uh, on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in that regard, I am excited about it. Um, it might actually, it might actually get me to read the book. I think what likely what I'll do is I'll check it out on Comixology when they have one of their fifty percent off sales. More about those sales, and uh, I will grab, uh, I will grab like the trade for you know five bucks or six bucks. Read the first couple of issues and see if it's something that you know would be in floats my your boat. Yeah, floats my boat. Disney installs top animation executives over at. Fox's Blue Sky. Um, uh -huh. And no one is surprised. And no one is surprised. Walt Disney Animation Studios president Andrew Milstein will join Blue Sky as the Greenwich, Connecticut Animation Studios co-president alongside the current co-president, Robert Baird. Uh, Disney said on Friday, Baird will continue to run the creative side of Blue Sky, reporting to Disney coaches Alan Horn and Alan Bergman. Um, let's see. Does it give us any idea of what it is they're working on? Just stuff no. for Disney Plus, as far as I know. Blue Sky, of course. Um, the the one property you know from Blue Sky, um, 
without knowing that you know that it's from Blue Sky is the Ice Age films. Right. Um, and even if you're not a fan of the Ice Age films, there's been like six of them and they always do well. Yeah, they do. Um, I've seen the first... Six. I've seen the first three, <laughs> at least. Well, you know, I watched the first one because I the voice cast was great. It was Ray Romano was the mammoth. Uh, Dennis Leary. Leary was the saber-toothed tiger. Um, and there was a couple of other really big names yeah, attached were. to it. So I watched it. And I'm a fan of animation and stuff like that. And they were cute. And they were kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, I have subsequently watched a few of them. Not to mention that for a while, Kev, we had a mutual friend who worked for the company that was working on those films. So there was like a bit of, well, I want to support the people who I happen to actually like as a person, maybe not necessarily some of the other people they're associated with, but you know, them themselves. Um, so I, so I watched a couple of those movies and then I have a child. So there, there's that as well. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing to come out of them. Um, and I'm sure that, uh, Disney wants to foster that, um, foster that sort of relationship and uh i'm not surprised that they're going to develop stuff and they were even called well, out... this is this is just the redundancy playing out well, oh know, of course because this, this is all that is is i'm sure whoever his name is that you mentioned earlier i think he's going to go in there and assess well what do we just swallow up right you know and what do we spit out and then dissolve this company because that would be the in my opinion that would be the smart thing to do you don't need to have a second or third, in this case, animation house from Disney. Right. You know, it's Disney animation or it's Pixar. You know, you, you don't need to have Blue Sky in there as well. Right, right. Certainly one of the two previous mentioned entities could handle, I'm sure, everything that Blue Sky is doing. Okay. Um, and Bob Iger did call them out for underperforming during the... Uh... Like yeah. the quarterly reports and everything like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's more changes that happen there if, if they don't see a turnaround right away. And I, I also suspect that we're getting all this news now because we are hot on the heels of D23, which is next week, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or is, I it think this, so. is it this week or is it next week? It's soon. I, think it's I know next week. I think it's, I know it's in August. Um, when is then now? When soon. Um, yeah. and, and sticking with Disney Plus and Disney, by the way, Disney Plus announced their pricing plan. Yeah, they announced the fourteen um, ninety nine package with Hulu and ESPN Plus. Right. What is the package price with Hulu? Do you remember? With just Hulu? Yeah. I, was I, it only remember, the, I remember the trio. I thought it was twelve ninety nine. I thought it was twelve ninety nine without Hulu, and then fourteen ninety nine with. Either way, that is right around where we thought it was going to be. Some people. It said doesn't that, have a standalone like an a la carte. I think it does. I it think was you can... Disney Plus announces twelve ninety nine bundle for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Oh, okay. So there you go. So the bundle Starting price November is twelve ninety nine. I already subscribed to Hulu, and I'm going to continue to subscribe to Hulu because I enjoy it. Um, so I will jump on the bundle as soon as it becomes available. It's just a no brainer. Um, which ties into some of the other stuff that we're about to talk in. Uh, Disney Plus, Marvel Television is developing new shows for Disney Plus. Um, the thing that I found most interesting about this is what they're referring to some of these shows as. Loeb didn't reveal any specifics, but he did mention that a thematic area Marvel Television could draw from what he calls the Marvel Knights level characters. You know, all the ones we got on Netflix. Right. Which, 
you know, some people have still speculated that some of those characters might try to come over. Um, There's all... no way they're going to do something at that level and not bring Daredevil in. At, they just, they can't. At least Daredevil and Punisher would be my guess, possibly. Um, this would also open them up to, thank God, a Moon Knight series. I was just going to say, this is the Moon Knight. <laughs> this is the in for Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the perfect Marvel Knights character. Um, and then... As we follow down the line, Hulu is developing Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. Um, Ghost Rider is going to be a spinoff, um, I believe, from the S.H.I.E.L.D. character, right? Yep. You um, mean the worst Ghost Rider? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, don't, I don't know what Hellstrom is. What is Hellstrom? Is You'd know it if you 90s? saw it. I don't, yeah, I don't You'd know be like, it. oh, really? That guy? Ugh. I, I don't know look, who that is. Look it up. Marvel I did, Hellstrom. I feel like I did read a couple of weeks ago um, that this will be their Lucifer. Oh, okay. Oh, you got it. Okay. See him? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. What a terrible <laughs> exactly. character. Really? They will attempt to make really? him their Lucifer, their That's... thinking man's right, right. horror series. That's exactly what they'll do. Um, I thought I had also read a few weeks ago that they were connecting um, the Runaways to um, Cloak and Dagger. So Runaways is on Runaways is on Hulu. Cloak and Dagger is on Freeform. Well, if they're connecting those, then they're connecting them to the bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe because Cloak and Dagger, I think, are already connected. Marvel's TV, uh, Marvel TV hopes Runaways. Uh, there's going to be a, a crossover coming up shortly. Uh, I did read it. See, I'm not entirely crazy. Um, mm. So, so you know, the Runaways, which while not directly um, mutants, they were sort of an X-Men spinoff book. Yeah. Um, so I think this is just all part of the bigger picture, but of course, if Runaways is connected to Cloak and Dagger, then it's entirely possible that Ghost Rider will also be connected. And, and so they are just building this universe. They are just building up this television tier universe. Two. So, um, tier, tier two MCU tier two, right? So, you um, know, tier one is the big tent pole pictures. Tier two is TV, right? Right. And then so, you have tier three, like animation, and tier four, um, oh, well, actually, like tier 26, the yeah, books. The books. So. Um, but I'm excited for all these things. And there'll probably be more clarity at uh, D23 still. So, I think so, too. Which, by the way, is kicking off next week. It is next week. Okay. Um, I told you. Since you brought up Daredevil, Big Kev. Uh-oh. Oh, oh yeah, I saw this. Daredevil showrunner Stephen DeKnight uh, bought the Daredevil... Uh, costume at auction. first iteration costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah the season for one, fifty-five thousand bucks. Yeah, the one that appeared on screen for thirty seconds at the end of season one, and for the very beginning of season two, um, of Daredevil. So, I, th I just think it's cool. I didn't know they were auctioning it off. but I good for this. Guy. I saw the Even auction tonight. Last week. Is the showrunner for Jupiter's Legacy, by the way? Oh well, there you go. So ties it all in. Ties it all in. Uh, the boy well, good on him yeah. and, and putting it in his office because that's where it should be. I believe that's even the quote, you know, bringing it back to where it should be. I'm sure he said something along those lines I read in this article. Um, yeah, look, he should be very proud of what he did with that show. So, 
Uh, I don't begrudge him any of those things. The and you have a lot of really great quotes in here from Charlie Cox, you oh, know, about how they all wanted this to go longer. They all, you know, he felt there were more stories to tell. And, you know, even though there's a chance that he won't be playing Matt Murdock again, you know, that all the stuff that they had done, you know, it was really, really excellent. So I hope to God to get all these people back. I mean, yeah. I do too. So do I. I really, really do. I'll be honest with you. I Even if they decided to do an Iron Fist Power Man show, I'd I would probably still would watch that. I would you would totally watch with both I of would. those characters, with both of those actors, Finn Jones and Michael. Because Mike Coulter's perfect as yeah, Luke Cage, sure. and I think that Finn is okay as Iron Fist when he's with other people. It's just his own show was a bit rough to get through. So I don't know. Even as much as I hated Misty Knight, I'd be okay with her teaming up with what's her face. So <laughs> you know. All right. Uh, the Boys, which I have still not watched. Come on, man. Me, by the way. me either. Ah, for once. Have you let's watched just, it? Let, let's just acknowledge the fact. Yes. I have watched something and I finished the show before you guys I, have. I will say that I have the possibility to maybe try to binge this this weekend. Doesn't matter. I know. You you're get all the credits. You're still in second place. You get you get a medal. This happens like once a decade. You get a medal. Let me let me enjoy the moment. I'll I'll build I'll build a a, a statue Polish for you. Polish a turd in Town Square. Uh, the Boys becomes Ew. one of Amazon's most watched series. No one is surprised by this. It had a lot of hype going in. It already got renewed for season two before it started. No one is saying anything bad about it unless they unless they don't understand it. Or don't know where it's coming from. The biggest problem I had was the way they ended the very last episode, and it was just, and it was more of the the cliffhanger that they left people right on. That was the only you problem mean for I season two. I hear yeah. it was a real ball squeezer. <laughs> You'd be correct. <laughs> See, so there you go. Um, but I'm not surprised by this. I do want to watch it. Um, I will. I will watch it. I'm going to try to start this weekend. That that is my plan, is to try to start. You will lol, as the kids say. This weekend, will we in? I read this article the other day. Will Wheaton is uh, currently Will suing. Will Wheaton is currently Wheaton <laughs> is currently suing Geek and Sundry uh, over his series Titans Grave, saying that he is owed um, money from them that he never that he never received. His contract was like a percentage of the profits or mm -hmm. something like that, and he's saying that it's never been paid out. Um, I never watched Titans Grave. I know a lot of people were very big fans of it. I've heard great things about it. Yeah. I like Will Wheaton. I'm not surprised about this, though, coming out of Geek and Sundry. I think Geek and Sundry has been in... And I like some of the content that's on Geek and Sundry still. I like some of the hosts. But I think as a company, they've been in trouble for a while. Really? <laughs> yeah, this is this is the beginning of the end. I think, yeah. I, I You know, I think, I think they took a massive hit. A massive hit when Critical Role left. That was a huge chunk of their viewing audience. Um, and then shortly after that project alpha went under, which was also a big support system to geek and sundry, um, like literally like two weeks later, I think project alpha went under. Um, and I just think it's been snowballing. So I'm assuming will Wheaton is suing it, which means he just wants nothing to do with geek and sundry anymore. And he's one of the, right. he was still one of the more recognizable names over there. And, uh, yeah, so. I, I'm not entirely surprised by this. If he's entitled to something, I hope that he gets it. I have no beef against Will Wheaton. But um, you know, I think the bigger I think the bigger part of this story is it's just another nail in the coffin for for Geek and Sundry. And it's sad because I, I do think they put out some really 
unique and interesting content. But um, you know, they can't they can't manage it. They properly. can't keep the lights on. They can't run it. Then then that's its own issue. Um, I'm gonna let you do this next one, Nick, for your bonus show. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but I do want to do this last one before we. Well, how, actually, how much time? Yeah, we can do this last one real quick before we take a break. Ernie Cologne dies at age 88. Ernie Cologne was a comic book artist. Uh, he was 88 years old. He uh, unfortunately he passed away from cancer. Some of the things you might know him from, without knowing that oh. you know him from, um, he worked on a bunch of Harvey comics titles back in the day uncredited but he worked on richie rich casper the friendly ghost and stuff like that he also worked on solar man of the atom when it was still with uh gold key so that was the original iteration of that character before uh valiant tried to relaunch it in the 90s or successfully relaunched it in the 90s um he worked on uh he worked on uh vampirella an eerie and creepy he also worked on. Uh, he also was the co-creator of Damage Control back nice. in the seventies with Dwayne McDuffie, um, and he oversaw uh, as an editor. He oversaw Wonder Woman and the Flash and Green Lantern for DC. Um, he worked on a bunch of stuff for DC, Marvel, and independent, both in the horror world, the kids' world, and the big two world. So, you know, anytime you lose one of these, one of these. Um, legacy artists it's always a sad time i'm just looking up to see his picture because i think this is one of these little guys who we used to see at cons every single con we went to you know one of the guys that just kind of sat off on the side yeah you know didn't have much action yeah he looks familiar i've definitely met him before but yeah what a shame what a shame. You know, when any when any of the uh, sort of the real older guys in the industry like that go, it's a real shame because, you know, it, it calls into question, you know, the fact that current people are, you know, and editors and creative directors are ruining the legacy of some of these guys with some of the moves that they make. Absolutely. So such a shame but yeah yeah i've definitely met that guy before oh he also worked on uh he also worked on doom 2099 one nice. of the, as a writer doom 2099 is actually one of the 2099 books that i really enjoyed it's actually the second worst book the second worst book after ravage right Ra- well yes ravage ravage was pretty terrible i didn't hate and doom then doom oh i like doom 2099 but anyway so that it's always sad when we lose one of these legacy artists but and then Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man was the best. Shut your face. <laughs> what? Get out of here. What Ghost was better? Rider 2099 was the best. No way. Spider-Man 2099 was arguably the no. best 2099. No. Book. Ghost Rider was the best one of those books and X-Men was probably the second best. You're crazy. Spider-Man no, 2099 was the best. Miguel O'Hara and Spider-Man 2099. No, no. Definitely no. the most long-standing of the two. get Miguel O'Malley. Oh, please. Long-standing because they, you know, it's like everything. Oh, well, somebody, it's a spider character, so we have to bring it into the universe somehow. You're salty today. That's all I'm just saying. With that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a break. The way we break some episodes by saying... We'll be right back.
Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> Destiny 2's new expansion, Shadowkeep, has been delayed until October 1st. Originally set for September 17th, they said they needed more time to improve the game, obviously to improve sales. As Borderlands 3 is due to release September 13th, and the audience isn't just crossover, it's the exact same. Before people played Destiny, they played Borderlands. And now Borderlands has a sequel that looks really good. On the bright side, cross-save for Destiny is still slated for August 21st, so the anticipation of trying your console game out on another platform is still very soon. <laughs> the next Call of Duty will be cross-play. Not only does this let PlayStation 4 and Xbox fans stop bickering, but it'll help the PC player base, which always seems to drop off after the first two weeks. <laughs> Turok 2 has been ported to the Nintendo Switch, the sequel to the most overrated game on the Nintendo 64. Seriously, it was never good. You just wanted a first-person shooter like the PC had, and your prayers weren't answered until GoldenEye. Turok 2 is $15 on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> no Man's Sky is getting yet another update. This is Sean Murray's fourth layer of hell, where he must keep working on the game to atone for lying to customers about features in the game. The new update is rebranding the game No Man's Sky Beyond, in which the developer said there are three big parts to this expansion. One, VR. Yes, you can now play the entire game in VR. Multiplayer. Not just running into sparks of light in the distance, but teaming up with other players. And three? Well, Sean didn't have a third. He said it was a bunch of little things. Obviously, he lied about a third big thing. <laughs> and finally, while it hasn't been confirmed, Death Stranding is no longer being advertised as a PlayStation exclusive, leading some people to believe that it could mean a PC port. As for Xbox? Probably still no. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Johnny Blaze, no one has ever attempted such a distance before. 300 feet from field go to field go. What's going through your mind right now? You look really good. Hey, this is Ava Mendez from Ghost Rider, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Step. Let's ride. And we are back. Hey, hey. With this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 553, the one that we're calling bringing skexy back we'll talk about uh those we'll, we'll calling you both children uh, we are children. <laughs> um because we're younger than you so uh the um yeah well we're younger than you no just just nick and i and yeah you, just Big all Kev. of us uh so of course we had a coke uh we had a game stuff there by coke logic during the break i'm super excited for death stranding that's the one out of all the ones he talked about that I am most excited for. Um, it doesn't affect me if it gets ported to PC because I'm a PlayStation guy, so I'm already guaranteed to be able to play. So hip hip pizza. Shut up. We also heard from our beautiful sponsor over at Build 
X-Wing Build, xwing.com. If you want to get in on this fantastic build-it-yourself X-Wing subscription service, you can give them a call over at 877-544-6779. Get in on that subscription service. Of course, the Build X-Wing is the X-Wing you've always wanted to display your... Uh, your uh, your Star Wars action figures in. It is the appropriate scale for... Uh, for That'd be uh, 118th scale, Mr. G. Yes, 118th scale, three and three quarters. And you're going to want to... You really you really want to consider, I have to say, getting the deluxe version. There's sort of a regular. Right. And there's, uh, there's sort of a deluxe. The deluxe, of course, is going to be a really, really, really great boatload of accessories, including landing... Uh, some landing lights. You're going to get the, the sort of the troop mover. You're going to get a couple of static figures. That's the kind that don't move, like Hummels. Right. Uh, one's a ground, couple of ground crew guys, a guy who drives that transport, uh, a Luke Skywalker uh, uh, figure as well. Um, and don't forget, OG, full lights uh, and motorized wings and R2-D2 moves about, I think, in the thing. Yeah, and it's crazy insane. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really great. Oh, I think the ladder might be part of the deluxe also, nice. actually. And uh, so, yeah, so you, you're definitely going to want to consider this. Now, let me tell you, this is your only shot, I think, at getting a true 118th scale uh, X-Wing uh, for your display or your collection or whatever it is that you're going to do with it. I can tell you quite proudly that at some point, I will build a lovely display around this beautiful, beautiful object, and uh, and it will be and it will be great, and everyone will love it. So um, there's that. And the best part about it is, you know, for one of these one of these things, you know, you see them at the shows, and they're thousands and thousands. You're like, I never can afford it, but if I ever get rich, well, you don't have to be rich. All you have to do is do a little bit at a time. You just pay a little bit every month. You get the pieces, you put it together, you're doing all the work, and you're not paying that much for it. But at the end of it, you have this tremendous display piece for your collection. Absolutely incredible uh, business model, I must say. And I have said since build Millennium Falcon and build R2-D2 as well. You so. have said all of those things. So with that said, OG. Yes, let's get into this Dark Crystal trailer. Wait, did we give the info? Yeah, I gave the address. I oh, gave the yeah. phone number. Oh, you did? Oh, I I'm did, sorry. I'm paying attention things. to whatever it is that Nick is doing. Um, dissecting the Joker. He's dissecting the Joker. Um, let's talk about this uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance trailer that dropped today. Did you watch this trailer, Mr. Bringing Skeksy back. Bringing Skeksy back. Did you watch the trailer? I have not seen it yet. No. So this is a prequel to the original Dark Crystal. Right. It's sort of a history of... What the ske or how the Skeksis sort of get to where they are when the Dark Crystal takes place. The trailer looks amazing. Um, the thing it's that I think prequel? I am most excited oh, about I guess it for would this be a prequel, wouldn't it? It is a prequel, yeah. The thing that I am most excited about for this is that they are using practical effects for the puppets, right. at least. Um, they are, and they still look like the classic puppets. So in a way, they look a little janky. Right, but that good kind of janky. <laughs> the, the... Yeah, I don't know. I, my 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 concern about that is that a new generation may not be so forgiving with regards to jankiness. Um, which is a shame. 
But true, but I don't I think that think a new generation spoiled. is the target for this. No, I, I agree with you, but I'm sure they're going to want some kids in there watching it is the point. And I just think that, you know, from at least from at least that perspective, I think, you know, it could it could have a, a bit of an issue that way. Sure. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Well, the trailer looks beautiful. I mean, visually, it looks awesome. The 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 classic puppetry looks really good. The visual effects on top of it look pretty cool. I'm definitely pretty excited for this series. And it's coming in just a few weeks. August 30th is when this thing kicks off. So you're definitely going to want to check that out if you are a fan of the original series. They've definitely maintained that uh, that Froud, that Wendy Froud. Um, was it Wendy or was it Brian? Or was it both of them? Um stylistic look so i'm pretty stoked for it however we have some products here in the studio that we're going to talk about this is currently oh boy this is currently sold out but it doesn't mean you shouldn't go over and join the wait list over at sideshowtoy.com sideshowtoy.com this is the hot toys quarter scale joker figure now this is the heath ledger joker figure um from it, the dark knight from the dark knight it is a beautiful crazy beautiful figure with all sorts of accessories and little intricate details i mean let's whole just class of accessories in this yeah movie. i mean let's just start with the figure itself real real feel leather shoes um pants the, all of it is jacket. spot on from from top to bottom here from the looks of it and we should say uh you know what hot toys normally does in sixth scale the fact that they have translated it to quarter scale is brilliant, in my opinion. Oh, gee, look at this! Look at the the substitute head even on that thing. Like, that's just. Oh, is it? Does it have the two heads? It, yes, does. it does. So it, the second head is the ma uh, is the yeah half made up half made up. Yeah, so yeah. that actually means that what we're looking at there is the special edition. Right. The special edition actually comes with that bonus head. I was actually going to ask you about that, but good to know that it's there. And um, this, you know, one of the things that we should talk about this, I mean, we'll get into the details in a minute, what's in the box and all that. We should say this piece was delayed. Right. Forever. Mm. I mean, I mean, at least I, I think it was delayed. I wish I could see when the initial uh, date was that it was um, solicited, but it has been it has been forever delayed. Like I could look at my delay notices and see it's probably been delayed ten times. Right. I mean that's a fairly significant thing. Now, was it worth all the wait? Well, it certainly looks like it. It looks like you guys are 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 being pretty wowed of it. Kev, even the box is really here. nice. What's that? Even the box is really nice. Yeah, the packaging is really really nice and detailed. What do you like about the box? Give us that. The way, first of all, it has the Joker Heath Ledger face, um, almost as like, like cut out and like glued onto it, so it looks like it's popping out. So has it's like, raised. So yeah. it has like, yeah, it has a bit of a three D effect onto it. Oh, uh, nice. It has um, some some grooves around the box, like the the kind of like the squiggly like ha-has that on the movie posters, um, right? Etched into the box as well, going around, and uh, it has a one quarter button. On the front, just to kind of help it stand out uh, on oh, the shelf, nice. if you wanted the, the the box out. You know the uh, you know the sequence where he's wearing that sort of multicolored vest. I think it's when he's in the jail in the very beginning yeah, of the film. Yeah, yeah. There's also a band that goes around the box to sort of hold everything in, and it's that multicolored 
uh, look on the band. So oh, no, no, I think it's his shirt. Oh, is, is it his called. shirt that was that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what comes with the figure itself. A lot. I mean, where do you even begin? Every single thing that Heath Ledger had in his hand in this movie is in this box. Right. So uh, everything. There's a Joker card. There's a pencil. There's the little uh, the the sort of the remote for the explosives. There's. Um, at least two different guns, the shotgun and the machine gun. And a revolver and a pistol. And a revolver and a pistol, right? And there's also um, a, it looks like a steel bar. It looks like one of his yep. knives. Yep. Um, his mask from the bank robberies in the beginning, a Joker playing card, if I didn't mention that already. Um, and then, of course, details like all of the grenades. Yep, on the inside really nice. of his coat, look really with nice. the little pull string, uh, are in there as well. And I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven pairs of hands, OG, and one additional one. So it's so one, fifteen six, different hands. Twelve by my count. Uh, 15 pieces of interchangeable hands, including one pair of relaxed hands, one pair of gesturing hands, one pair of gloved fists, one pair of gloved open hands, one pair of gloved gesturing hands, one gloved hand for holding the accessories, one gloved right hand for holding the gun, one gloved right hand for holding the Joker cards, one gloved right hand for holding the weapons, one gloved gesturing right hand. And then it also comes with the overcoat, the blazer, the vest... The patterned shirt and tie, the suspenders, the pants, the socks, and the shoes. It also comes with the clown mask, 15 black and white Joker playing cards, 15 colored Joker playing cards, one gold colored pocket watch with chain, three safety pins, six stacks of money. Um, and then it also comes with a specially designed stand that has a nameplate and movie logo it on it. It looks really nice. Did you see, um, by the way, that his that his shoe knife is also there? Yes, yes. In the shoe, yeah. which I thought was a great a great accessory. So it's it's fairly you know without it being different costumes, it's it's fairly everything that Heath Ledger touches in the movie. Now, what I think is brilliant here, and a direction that Hot Toys could choose to go in after this, is they could put out the additional costumes. With with changeable heads, put the nurse costume out. Sure, with an interchangeable head and maybe some of those accessories like the face mask and some of the other things. Put the policeman's costume out when he's at the parade. Right, right. You know, with the rifle and the the, the different face and so on. I mean, there's there's any number of things you could do here. Here's the impossible thing uh, I think about this OG. How in the hell do you choose how to display it? Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Because let me tell you, my first instinct is to is to use that half painted head and get the coat off him and have him sitting just like he's sitting when he's being interrogated with you know clapping, right? You know, except sideshow in their infinite wisdom is putting out a quarter scale statue of that very thing, right? So that's out. Um, I have all of the previous Hot Toys releases of this character. So I think I'm maybe a little bit more positioned to be able to 
compose him in such a way as to capture any number of the moments. I, I like the I like the holding the tr- holding the coat open with the card and the pull string attached to it, showing yeah. off the grenades. That that would be the that would be the one that I like the most. Given uh, if I had to pick, right? And I like I like that one too. Except that they've done this in one of the previous versions as ah, well. Ah, okay. Right. So there's there's that. And I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The pencil might be the way to go here, but they're not giving you a table. So that might uh, I like in, in Sideshow with all the pictures that they have. Have you looked through the pictures, OG? Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, just phenomenal uh, photography work here. I'm looking to see if I saw it or if I was mistaken. Um, well, there's the picture of him with the pencil in the table. Right. Right. And it looks like that he's, you know, you know, just put the pencil in the table. If you could get a pencil in the table and he's standing like he's standing right after the magic trick is done with his hands kind of like this, like, yeah, you know, that would be really funny. Yeah, I think. But anyway, uh, yeah. So infinite amount of things that you can do to pose this. And again, quarter scale, by the way, uh, Nick, you'll confirm for us that about what, 15 inches, roughly? I mean, that's a big easily, figure. Easily. Um, he stands 47 centimeters tall. So whatever whatever the translation of centimeters to... Uh... Well, well, I'm oh, sure, in a, I'm sure in a fortnight when... 18.5 uh, Booker... inches. How much? 18.5 inches. Oh, wow. So even bigger than I thought. Yeah. Wow, 18. It's a foot and a half. That's huge. Yeah. Crazy. Wow, that's half a foot over the the six scale figures. Wow, that that's remarkable. I actually can't wait to see that piece. Yeah. It looks great. Live. It's look so live. Nice live. Coming up live. Yeah. Hey, speaking of live, um, well, let's wrap this up. And he is currently. Are both versions currently sold out? I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, I believe both versions are in fact sold out. But you can wait list either of them. So. So there's that. So that is a possibility. Waitlist is full on one of the versions. The 505 version is full. Ah, okay. And are they listing the... Uh... I don't even see the other one on the website. Oh, the other one might be all the way... Go- that waitlist might have filled after these orders started shipping. Yeah, probably. And people started saying, oh my God. It's amazing. I have to get in on that. I yeah. mean, that might be exactly what we're looking at here. It's also one of the few times a uh, box from Hot Toys has a handle on it to help you carry one of their uh, their, their bigger pieces. You're, you're not they did do. They did do, I believe, actually, I should say I believe because I don't know 100%. I believe they did a quarter-scale Batman in the same scale. I mean, uh, uh, from the same movie. Well, there's, I think that's what they're showing being posed there. With I was going to say, I think that's what they're showing being posed. So... At least I assume. At least I assume so. I mean, I know it happens to be assumed. I assume so. So yeah, this Make thing is this thing is absolutely beautiful and amazing. And if you are a Joker fan, it is definitely uh, it is definitely something you want to consider. You got to it's definitely the it's a tent pole piece. Is what it is. It, yeah, it is definitely a tent pole piece. One hundred percent in anyone's collection because that I mean 
first of all, besides the fact that it, it took forever to get out, I know the addition size was just not that big. Right. So, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be fairly hard to get down the line. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely I would definitely, definitely, definitely. If you're a Joker fan, I would start searching those, uh, you know, secondary sources if Sideshow's waitlist is gone. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would, I would, I would 100%. If you could find this somewhere, I would grab it if, if, if you're a fan, if you didn't grab it already. Um, but with all of that said, Big Kev, I hear that wrap next, up. Uh, next on their line is in, in the line is the quarter scale um, arrow figure. Is yeah. what I am. Hey, that, the quarter scale green arrow? No, just arrow. Oh, just arrow? Yeah, no one wants that. But that green <laughs> arrow is coming soon. Um, with that, Big Kev, I hear that wrap up music starting to ramp up the way that it I likes don't, I to don't do. Hear it. Um, so don't forget that you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can find us on facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. You can go to patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff where you can get in on all the fun things that we talk about on the show like Discord, early access to the show, bonus content, the live stream. All of those things are available to you. There is a price point for everybody. Golly gee willikers. So patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff stuff and um let's let's uh let's also plug that contest this is the final week we'll be drawing a winner for that next week all right mr Nick. yeah so uh we'll post it again on the social medias and um when you get a chance check it out we're going to show the uh, the video for the uh, the hot toys that came out during uh, san diego comic-con check it out and see what you consider what kev rather considers the must-haves um from that video that's us. my must-haves. What am I buying for myself? Yep. Yeah. So you can uh, email us or call us at the GVM line, 201-730-2547. And uh, we have uh, some nice little uh, prizes lined up. Oh, uh, yes? Yeah. So if you're a Walking Dead fan, the uh, the lovely folks, the amazing, awesome folks at Gotham Comics in Caldwell, New Jersey, uh, donated a Lucille bat oh, nice. uh, for the winner. And we also have a, a commemorative uh, Coca-Cola can. For uh, Stranger Things. Oh, sweet! Very as cool. W- as well, so very, very cool. Good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I hope right. a kid gets it. So, Takes that bat to school. So get starts walking around going. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a Walking Dead joke. You wouldn't get it. Get in, a, but get in on that contest while you still can. You got one more week left. And speaking of one more weeks left, next week is the I'm I'm pre uh, uh, I'm pre gaming this right now. OG next week. The Begathon. Yes, the Begathon kicks off next week. So there you go. So make sure you uh, prepare yourselves to get in on that. That's uh, right. Get those, uh, get those, you know, those credit cards paid, and you know, all the get your your PayPal and whatever accounts you get them all square, so that you can be the first. That's right. We're, we're going to be giving out prizes this year, right from Studio OG. So. Don't be left out of the prize packages that we're going to be putting together. Nice. Um, but with all of that being said, Big Kev. For that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Yo!